Welcome to Mind Your Mind, a podcast presented by Dakota Family Services, an outpatient behavioral health clinic located in Minot, Bismarck, and Fargo, North Dakota. In this podcast, I will talk with our experts about understanding and nurturing our mental health and wellness. I'm your host, Tim Munson. Join me each episode as we explore the intricacies of our minds, decrease the stigma of mental illness, learn practical tips for managing our mental health and well-being, and recognize when it's time to ask for help. Join me now to Mind Your Mind. Welcome to this episode of Mind Your Mind. I'll be talking with Dr. Wayne Martinson. Dr. Martinson is the medical director and psychiatrist in Fargo and Minot. Dr. Martinson diagnoses psychiatric and behavioral health conditions, makes treatment recommendations, and provides medication management for clients of all ages. It's always great to have you on Mind Your Mind. And our topic today is depression in children and adolescents. However, before we get to the topic, I always ask that first question, and that is, why do you do what you do? Mostly because I really like working with people. I've worked with people now over 40 years, even before I went to medical school as a therapist and a social worker. And I just love the response. I love the connection. I like the agency and the people I work with. I think it's all about helping people. It comes through loud and clear. Our topic now is depression in children and adolescents. How common is depression in children? It happens in about 15% of children. It's been much higher since the pandemic, Tim. That seems like uh, the pandemic has done a lot to everybody's uh, mental health, if you will. So now, how serious is depression in kids? Depression can run from relatively mild, where somebody is what we used to call dysthymic, and just chronically, uh, it's harder for them to be happy, harder for them to enjoy things. Maybe they don't go out or play as much. They're not as active. They're not as engaged with their peers, all the way to suicidal. Children as well as adolescents can become suicidal and although children oftentimes won't act on that, adolescents will. Children will, however, think about wishing that they were dead when they become depressed. Now, as we talk about depression in kids, now as a parent, I'm looking at my child, maybe kids don't know they're depressed. How do I as a parent, how can I identify or what are, what are some of the things I need to look for as a parent? It's a good point because children don't walk around and say to their parents, I'm depressed. In fact, depression tends to come on quite slowly and they feel more miserable inside. What parents often see is a child who's just more irritable, more owly. Their sleep tends to be worse. They have difficulty especially falling asleep. They have, they're more antagonistic about doing homework or other chores. They may actually have more temper tantrums. They're less likely to want to play with children. They're less likely to want to do active activities. Uh, they're also less likely to be happy. Now, a child with depression can be happy if it's a big enough event. So if they're going out on some special occasion, they're going to be happy about that. But day to day, these are children who don't enjoy the same level of things that they once did. Their grades can also fall because attention and concentration tends to decrease, Tim, when children get depressed. 
as a parent, I'm thinking about the different the different things. Okay, so kids, as they change age, sometimes those things happen. So as a parent, when do I become concerned or reach out for help when my child is going through some of those changes? When do I think it could be depression or is it just an age thing? When do I reach out for help? Well, what you look at is diagnostically, you look for at least a two-week period. And you'd want to look for a two-week period of changes in mood, behavior, sleep, where there isn't a really good explanation. So if somebody they loved, a grandparent had died, that gives you a reason that they would be down or negative. But if there's no clear reason and you see them consistently being different than they want had been, it'd be time to talk with them, to ask them the questions, asking them a question about what their mood is like, what they're feeling, how they how they feel about their friends, is not going to put bad ideas into their head. Children as young as six or seven will talk about feeling like they wish they were dead sometimes. And asking them that question is not going to put the idea into their head if it's not already there. Well, I think growing up, if my favorite Three Stooges episode wasn't on, I felt like I should be dead. But that's not what we're really talking about. So as a parent, what are the treatment approaches used for kids? There's really quite a wide variety of treatment approaches, all the way from lifestyle changes. So just making sure that they get enough activity, making sure that they're eating a healthy diet, making sure that they're connecting with friends. Those things really matter, especially as we've gone through the pandemic recently, where, where kids were really disconnected from the rhythms of their life, like going to school, connecting to their teacher, connecting to grandparents, connecting to peers. Um, therapy is is probably the treatment of choice, especially for children in grade school age children. And it's as effective as medication. And it works better for the children who are more verbal, who are more able to express their emotions and talk about things. There's also family therapy approaches where the therapist works with the family, with the parents to help the child experience life differently, but there are also medications. There are a number of medications that are FDA approved for depression down to age six or seven. All right. And as we talk about depression, we talk about the pandemic and different things. And it seems like there's not a new normal or there is a new normal and it isn't what we used to be uh, experience, if you will. So as a parent, and you talked about this a little while ago, difference between kids and adolescents and those red flags, those things we should be looking for. Maybe in a, children, a child, it's a little bit different. Adolescent may be more apt to act on what they're saying. So what are those red flags that we should look for? There you look for increased anger, problems with sleep, just a chronic owliness, hypersensitivity. Adolescents tend to be very sensitive to the things that their friends, their teacher, their parents says. But if they're not recovering from that, so they have a conflict with a peer, a conflict with somebody they're dating, and then days later they're still really withdrawn or they hold a grudge um, to parents or others that they didn't used to hold a grudge to 
if they are making statements of hopelessness, those are all things that you would really want to look at. Basically, a change that happens for at least two weeks over time from who they were before. Our guest on Mind Your Mind is Dr. Wayne Martinson. And Dr. Martinson, as you've been talking about a lot of different things, the one thing that pops into my head during this whole conversation is, as a parent, am I listening? Am I paying attention to my child? Am I, am I looking for signs and things like that? Because, and I don't want to sound judgmental, but it seems like today we're busy. We're very, very busy, and I think it's really important as parents to really pay attention to what our kids are going through, especially considering the last three years. Absolutely, and when you look at who's more likely to get depressed, it's the children and families that are already stressed. So the the single parent fa um, uh, family where the parent is stretched thin already, maybe has financial struggles, needs to work two different jobs, doesn't have the kind of connection or time that children need. Um, it's important to either carve that out or bring in others who can, like a grandparent, an aunt and uncle, somebody that's trusted, a mentor, to have that time with a child. I think that's a great point, too. If you are a, a brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandparent, uh, just paying attention to our family, mm -hmm. you know, and, Absolutely. and be the person there that can help them. Awesome. Great stuff. Great information. I always, always have to go back and dissect more of this information because you just give us a wealth of information. Dr. Martinson, thank you for being on Mind Your Mind. Before we go, though, I always have that final question. What do you do personally to mind your mind? What I have taken up lately is I have a... Um, I have an upcoming talk with Pastor Rick Jones that I find invigorating. We're actually going to do a talk looking at spirituality and um, values and their impact on day-to-day -day life and happiness and trying to trying to define this as spirituality that transcends our different religious perspectives. Great stuff. As always, it seems like uh, when I ask you that question, it's always about learning. Always learning and growing. Thank you. Always appreciate you on Mind Your Mind. Uh, thank you for sharing your time and your talent. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for joining us for Mind Your Mind, a podcast presented by Dakota Family Services. For more information, links to additional resources, contact information, and much more, go to dakotafamilyservices.org.